Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless him. We thank him, for he is our holy God, and we are his holy people. Does not matter what somebody else says. We know who we are in God. Pray with me. Father God, thank you. Thank you for this worship today. Father, we need some encouragement today. We need thee, O God, to move mightily in our lives in a unique way. Things get us down, Lord, as usual, but sometimes they get worse. But, O God, we just want you to know that we love you. And we thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for what you're doing right now. As by your Holy Spirit, O God, that that would move in and among us right now to lift our hearts, open our minds and our hearts that we may lift our hands in the sanctuary and bless our God. Thank you, O Lord. Bless this, your servant, O God, to would you think with my mind and speak with my mouth that which you want to say to these thy people to encourage them and bless them in Jesus' name. And all said amen. 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 What a blessing. We want to begin this morning with the scripture that we want to speak on. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 5. And then we'll go to 8 and 9. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, and 8 and 9. If you're already there, say amen. And those still may be turning, and if it's on the screen, we pray God that we'll bless you to read that and follow along with me. So at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 5. Paul writes, you should know this in the New International Version. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Verses 8 and 9. These teachers oppose the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres oppose Moses, they have depraved minds and a counterfeit faith. But they won't get away with this for long. Someday everyone will recognize what fools they are. Just as with Janus and Jambres. May the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. You may take your seats.
for our topic this morning we want to use, and I pray that it will encourage you because we're all going through stuff. We all see things. We're all disappointed, not only in what's in the world, but personally, I'm disappointed in the church. I'm not talking about the building. I'm talking about us. I'm talking about us that we propose to be Christian, but we live like the world. We think like the world. God says we are new in him. The old has passed away and the new has come. Topic today is regardless of what's happening around us, regardless of how frustrated you can be with our own selves and the world and all of the stuff that's happening the killing of our innocent children and people, and people have all these weird excuses as to why they did it when we know that the excuse is just sin. Stay with God. The world will try to pull you apart, but you stay with God. Don't lock up in your houses and like you're a hermit. Stay with God and worship him and praise him, even when others don't look like they want to do the same, but you stay with God. And when we as the people of God stay with God, you can imagine what the fellowship would begin to be like. It will be what Jesus had said to us early on that we ought to love ye one another. He's not talking about folk in the world. He's talking about the people of God. Oftentimes we're so unforgiving on one another when someone has a fault. But as I said a couple of times ago, a couple of weeks ago, on Vanessa Bell's Armstrong song, she said that he looked beyond my fault and saw my need. Have you ever wondered what's happening to our world, to our society? Does it give you pause? What's happening in the church of God? We are supposed to be the light of the world because we're following the light of the world, Jesus. Sometimes it looks as though our light is flickering as if it is in a, a hailstorm. We need to pray. We need to talk to God about us individually. Don't be talking to God about other folk. They got their own problems. You talk to God about you because you can make a difference. Evil seems to be on the rise and godliness is on a downward slippery slope. Have you considered the question why so many young people and older people alike do not faithfully attend worship services? COVID is almost contained. Yeah, they got monkey part out there, whatever that is. Stay with God. Did he not say, I'll be with you? Did he not say, I'm with you always? Did he not say, I'm your strong tower? I'm your defense? Stay with God. When you seem like you can't take it no more, get into your prayer closet, begin to call on that name that's above every name. Jesus! We got to make a difference in the house of the Lord and then we can make a difference in the world. We're not trying to save the world individually, but we're trying to save the world individually. How can they know what God looks like if you are not persisting, showing yourself as that person? We ought not to live like the world. We ought to leave the world alone. Stay with God. 
If you look around, we become increasingly dismayed at the plight of our society. There's unrest among nations. We can see it all over the place, including America, including right here at home. There's unrest among the people, you and I, of this country. We are divided by political lines when we ought not to be divided at all. If you want to be Republican, God bless you. If you want to be Democrat, hallelujah. If you want to be independent, go ahead. But we ought to stay with God. There seems to be less fellowship and more myship in the church. Don't just be discouraged about other people's issues. You stay with God. You talk to God. If you're not where you ought to be in God, Lord, help me to be what you want me to be. And how you're going to do that is join us on Wednesday night for a half an hour of prayer. And stay there with us for another half an hour of Bible study and call on him that he'll work it out in your life and my life. Can anybody say amen? In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, the apostle Paul strongly urged his protege, young Timothy, to endure hardship as a good soldier. Preachers, deacons, members, you ought to be like Timothy, as Paul shared with him, as I take the same stand. My brothers, hang on in there and be a good soldier for the Lord. Don't stop serving God. Don't stop doing stuff that the world might want you to do. You stay with God. Who are you going to call on when stuff gets bad? It won't be Ghostbusters. It's going to be the Lord. Can't nobody do it like Jesus. Can't man, nobody touch our hearts like Jesus. You can be mad and upset and boiling over how does fish grease, but nobody can calm you like Jesus. We ought to stay with the Lord, church. I want to encourage you today that you've got to stay with God. The world is going to go the way it's going. It's going to get worse. In this scripture today, you're going to see just a little bit. It's already worse. It's going to get, as they were saying, messing up the King James language, it's going to get worse. I don't even know if that's a word. In light of the dangerous and uncertain times, Timothy was to be diligent in his service to God. We, my brothers and my sisters, we ought to be diligent about God. The things that's happening around us, yes, it bothers us. Even in the church, it hurts your heart. But I tell you, if you don't stay with God, you're going to be removed out by your own intentions. We've got to continue, my brothers and sisters, to rightly divide the word of truth. Not for somebody else, but for us. Too many folk who are standing behind this sacred desk are telling lies in your windows and stuff they made up. Thousands of folk are in stadiums listening to someone that don't even know Jesus and got the audacity and unmitigated gall to talk about Jesus. And we look hook, line, and sinker and we fall for the nonsense. Get into this word of God. Let the word of God get into you. And let the spirit of the Holy Father move in your life and your heart and begin to make that change that he's already said that's there. The truth of God's word doesn't mean much to some people today. 
The gospel of Christ has been turned upside down and inside out by those who want to discredit it. For instance, people desire to have Christ but live as though Christ does not exist. I think that's an oxymoron, I believe. Furthermore, it is heartbreaking to hear that so many are abandoning the faith. Not only that, churches are closing at an unparalleled uh, rate, unparalleled rate, as never before. It has been stated that of approximately 3,700 churches that close each year, up to half are unsuccessful in beginning new churches. In San Antonio, there's a move by the San Antonio Baptist Association to put in more churches. More people are moving to our side of the, of the country. More people are coming every day. And there's a, a plethora of, the need is just so great for more churches. But what about the churches that already exist? Are we living for God? As far as individuals leaving the faith, there are people are complaining that they're leaving for all kinds of reasons. And some of the reasons is really for them. But I was checking some stuff out and I said, the Oxford Handbook of Religious Conversion, there are 11.5 million people that leave Christianity and most of them become irreligious. And listen, as Paul says this in 1 Timothy 4.1, now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter time, in the last days, these days that we are in right now, some will depart from the faith. It seems like it's an exodus from Egypt that the Israelites were moving out. That's why we see the seats empty. Ain't nothing wrong with being online. Bless y'all that's online. If you can't make it, praise God. If you're sick, be online. Praise the Lord. But we ought to come together as the people of God in the house of God for the glory of God and for the blessed congregation of God. For we need the Lord in our lives. We need this time of together. We need this fellowship because one blesses the other. As our brothers were studying early on, that, that, that iron sharpens iron. And we ought to sharpen one another. We ought to encourage one another to keep coming and keep serving, keep praying, keep listening, and keep touching. God will work it out. My friends, stay with God. So he continues saying, we'll depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Some of y'all don't believe that. But there's so many outside of this body who are motivated by Satan. They even got little signs on the building they're in. One in particular, not too far from here. Come in, I'll read your poem. Maybe I'll go and carry my Bible and say, maybe you can read my Bible. <laughs> if you turn to my poem, let me turn to 2 Timothy and read you what God says. They would probably have me thrown out or have the popo to come get me. But I love a free ride, praise God. <laughs> but it says depart. Depart means it's a falling away. It's an abandonment. It means to stand away from church or God, indicating that many people will fall away from an ab and or abandon the Christian faith, this, this body of doctrine that we live on, and, and then they will leave. And for some, it is not a loss of salvation, and for others, it is a failure to walk obediently to Christ. 
There are some people who listen to and pay attention to these deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Sometimes these folk are right in your own neighborhood. Sometimes they're part of your own family that the junk that they've got in their mind that they want to carry it on to you. It's such as, you know, you got to throw salt over your left shoulder if a black cat run across your path. What? That's completely foolish. Or oh, you break a mirror, you're gonna have seven years of bad luck. I already got bad luck. I don't need no more. <laughs> what a bad luck I would have no luck. That's how foolish that sounds. People leave or fall away from the church because they say they couldn't find a church to meet their needs. I'm not here to meet your need. I'm here to serve God. God is the one that'll meet your need. But you gotta open your heart and say, Lord, I need. You ought to be like the one that sang the song, I need thee every morning. I need thee every night. Oh, Lord, by your grace, I need thee. Oh, Lord, bless me. I need. You see, when I came to Jesus, it wasn't that the church didn't meet my need. No, no, I, I had a need for salvation. And God, through the church, blessed me to get saved. God helped me to grow in your need is met when you come to the house of the Lord and you begin to get into the word of God and God begin to move in you as the word is in you. That's the need that we met. But oh no, people have all kinds of lies as to why the church failed. But they ever, they ever look at themselves and why they failed? They failed because they're not in God's word. They failed because they disrespect God. They failed because that's what they want to do. Another reason includes doubts, that there are errors in the scriptures. They're not smart enough to find any errors in the scriptures. Yes, I stand on it. Some have declared that they felt unwelcome in the church. The Bible declares if you want to be friends, then you got to show yourself friendly. Some of y'all may come to church looking like you're sucking on a sour lemon. Face all contorted. But the Bible declares that when I come to the house of the God, of God, I ought to come into his courts with thanksgiving, into his presence with praise. I ought to come singing praise his name. I ought to come thanking him. I ought to come giving him the glory because he's been so good. I'll tell you, he's got this thing backwards. I understand that, yeah, you might feel that you may feel unwelcome. Then church, we got to fix that part. But we ought to hug people and love them and tell them, this is a place where you can get the help that you need. Stay with God. And if you don't know God, I want to tell you about somebody, about a man named Jesus. He'll bless you and he'll touch you and move on your life and move all things out of your life you don't need and, and then he'll love you and love you and love you. Somebody ought to hear me and say, stay with God. Still others. I don't like the way they sang that song. Well, get in the praise group and get with it. I don't like the way the lights look. Put some money in here. And tell them to fix it like, like you want it. But they didn't sing my song. Well, get a song. Go in the bathroom and sing it to yourself. It'll be all right. I don't 
like the way they do serving. Who are you? You God? I know that Jesus incarnate. He came in the flesh. Now, I don't think you Jesus. I don't like the way they dress. Who cares? As long as you're not naked, come on in. People got all of these kinds of things. And we want to be paying attention to that nonsense. When they, 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 didn't, they didn't do this and they didn't do that. What did you do? When I came to Jesus just like I was, I was a broke down sinner. I didn't know one side from the other. But God, by his grace, said, I want you to go and get God in your life. Some of y'all sitting here today that you don't know Jesus. And you're finding all kinds of fault in the church. Yeah, church got fault. We all got fault. Nobody in here online is perfect. But one in heaven and in glory is perfect. That's my Savior, the Lord Jesus. So we ought to forgive folks. Paul goes on, and he lays it out even more. For men will be lovers of themselves. That's the cause of some of this stuff. That's self-centeredness rather than Christ-centeredness. Lovers of money. I don't have much money, so I can't love it. Praise Jesus. Verse 76 says, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It is God who gave some the ability to have that resource, and it's that same resource that people give their lives to, and they won't come and serve God. They're too busy counting their coins, as my granddaughter would say. Well, God can also take it away, too. Now, what you going to do? All kinds of evil is coming, for which some have strayed from the faith and their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. That's another reason many people leave the church or come periodically to the church. CME, Christmas, Mother Day, Easter, maybe. Why? I'm glad God is not a CME God. That he don't just meet me on Christmas, Mother Day, Father Day, Easter, or any other day. But he meet me every day. Love me every hour. Love me all the time and blesses me. Praise be to God. Boasters, some are proud or arrogant. Some of us are arrogant. We know to get over ourselves and ask God to cleanse our heart. We can pray, but many times God don't hear. Why? Because we in the way. We're in the way. We got to get clean with God. Don't try to fool God. You can fool me anytime, but you can't fool God no time. God is holy and mighty, creator of all things. He never forgets and don't have to remember. He knows everything from the end, the beginning, and everything in the middle. So why do people try to fool God? Lord, I'm going to get my right. I'm going to get my life straight next week. Next week never comes. We lie to ourselves. Arrogant, blasphemers, disobedience to parents, all you younger folk, amen. Unthankful and holy. Some of us older folks still got parents. We're still un, uh, unkind to them. Now, if you keep living, God's going to bless you, and then you be the old one, and ain't nobody going to come see you. Can I get a witness? 
unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. Oh, you may say, Rev, you're just too hard today. Then you ought to talk to Jesus because he's harder than I can be. God is just trying to encourage us to put away all this nonsense, to live for the Lord. You may not be able to live directly right this moment, but you can have it in your heart to say, I want to get better. I, I want to know what God is saying. I want that to be in my life so I can be different for the Lord. Paul concludes with a shocking statement in verse 5. And oh, I love this one. Having a form of God. There's so many people who are in church. We have a form. We look like we look like it. Nice clothes. Wonderful Bible. We got that walk. We are full of it. We're full of nonsense. It don't matter to us, to God about some of the stuff we're concerned about. A form of godliness. Look like, talk like we are for God. But denying the power of God in our lives. Denying when we come to him in prayer. Because some prayers are not answered, not because God did not hear. Not because your conscience is yelling and screaming the prayer of God. God's not hard of hearing, nor does he have a hearing aid. You can pray in your heart and God hears it. But oftentimes our sinfulness, uh, the way we live is in the way. And the Bible declares, Paul says, and from such people turn away. Apostle Paul, he speaks about that form of godliness that refers to an outward appearance of reverence for God as I tried to demonstrate with my little walk there. Denying this power it describes a religious activity that is not connected to a living relationship with Jesus. As time goes on, people will participate in those religious activities that are empty, and their activities will have nothing to do with a true relationship with God. Did you not know that it, your relationship with God, when it's real, when it's genuine, doesn't matter what some may say or talk about, but some you begin to feel right in here someplace, the movement of the Spirit in our lives. Many times he's speaking to us. In our text, in this infinite mercy, he warns us of the things to come since we have received this warning. We ought to prepare to face it and with courage not to be caught unaware. Stay with God. Individually, we got to be with God. Finally, the warning to turn away was a command for Timothy and for us to avoid the evil persons described in verses 2 through 5. Furthermore, Matthew even speaks about it. Just a little bit from Matthew. He's talking about the Jews who actually were looking like this. They were looking like they knew everything. They, they, these were the religious folk. And they, they, they looked like, they, they kind of walked like, they had the long robes and, and they were in places and corners and praying and forever and ever about nothing. 
So Paul writes, uh, I'm sorry, Matthew writes in, in verse 25 in uh, chapter 23, beginning at verse 25. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. And that's where we are today. For you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Some people say the Bible is too hard. Well, yeah, it's hard if you don't do what it says. It's hard when you don't want to change. And then, then, then Matthew even talks a little bit more about it. He says, blind Pharisees, first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish that, you, that the outside of them may be clean also. And the last verse, I'm just going to 28. Even so you also, I will appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Paul also writes in another portion of scripture that he says, examine yourselves as to whether or not you are in the faith. You talk about stuff that's tough. He said, literally look at yourself, do an inventory of your own life and see if you are matching up with what God has for you. My beloved, regardless of our decaying culture and its pull upon our lives, Stay with God. To those of you with us in person and online, if you are unsaved this morning, I urge you to come to know Christ. I pray that the spirit of the living God has touched your heart, convinced you, convicts you that you need to come to the Lord right now. And I pray this is not a hate speech, this is love speech. I pray that God will change us the way it ought, we ought to be for him, that we may be that light that shines out and touch other people in our families, other people around us, our friends, and, that, and the folk that don't like us, that, that they'll see the light of Christ in us. Not only would they wonder, we pray that they would even get the courage to ask, what makes you like that? And I'm sure joy will overcome you because you say it's not me, but it's the Lord. If you don't know him, I can share him with you. And then you say, listen, let's have a word of prayer. Not condemning them, but praying for them that God will turn their hearts around. My friends, I want you to know that God loves you so much. There's no place that I can go is better than church. You are my brothers and my sisters in the Lord. And you that don't know the Lord, I love you, and I want you to know my Savior. Because I know he will make a difference in your life and in your family lives. If you are unsaved this morning, that is, if you do not have a saving relationship with the Lord, I urge you today to put your trust in him. Finally, my friends, finally, the scripture says this from Romans chapter 10, 9, and 13. You may be wondering how I can do this, how I can get my life turned around, how I can get to know the Lord. Paul makes it clear in Romans 10, 9 through 13, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him, Jesus, from the dead, you will be saved. That's a promise not for tomorrow. That's a promise if you do that today, you will be saved today. There's no waiting on God. And lastly, he says this, for with the heart, not with the head, but with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, 
and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And I love verse 13 because sometimes the enemy of God and God's people really trying to mess their mind up. And it says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall be saved. You may be thinking, oh, I got so many issues in my life. I, I got so many problems. I, I've been so terrible all my life. And, and I don't know if God can bless me. I don't know if God, that God can, can move some stuff out of my life. I want you to know today, you ain't too bad for God. You haven't done enough to, that, that God would just leave you alone. He said himself that his will is that he wants everyone to be saved. If you want to be saved today, you want a right relationship with God today, you can get up out of your seat, on your feet, and hear the, 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 the greeters right here, and those that are on, on the council, the prayer council, you can come to them, men and women, and you can say, I, I want to know myself. I want to know Jesus today. I want a change in my life. I'm tired of fooling with the world. I, I want to stay with God, but the preacher said, I need to get saved, and I want to be saved, so I can and stay with God. Dear friends, don't you worry about anybody here or anybody at home. If the Spirit of God is moving on you today to come to know Him, get out of your seat and come on. There'll be someone to love you, pray with you, talk. Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.